Happy holidays from Keeping Stock. Welcome to episode four. This week we're going to be covering the NBA holiday sneakers over the past few years and what has been worn on court and go over some of the lineage of some of those sneaker lines. And the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was the NBA Christmas Day games or something I look forward to during the holiday break while I'm off from work or school and just relaxing. It's always a fun time for sneakers in general. I would say slightly behind NBA All-Star Weekend. But before we hop into the episode, I just wanted to give you a quick rundown on Keeping Stock, the weekly sneaker podcast providing you with a rundown on modern sneaker culture, upcoming releases from your favorite brands, sneaker history, financial analysis, guests, and more in fast-paced 20 to 30-minute podcast episodes. So with that being said, sit back, relax, enjoy your milk and cookies, and let's break down the NBA holiday sneakers. And so it really started over a decade ago. I would say with the first big year being 2009, but I think one of the more notable Christmas Day sneakers from what I researched, and mainly you saw the trend with Nike's main athletes at the time. So you saw LeBron, Kobe, and KD. And in 2008, LeBron wore the LeBron 6 chalk released on Christmas Day. You know, it's that navy upper with the brown kind of peanut butter color midsole, the red on the heel. And that was the first time we kind of saw a a big push for a Christmas Day sneaker. This was labeled the chalk, not necessarily um, Christmas themed quite yet. And we also saw the Kobe 4 with the yellow toe, but they weren't being as creative and they really took that advantage going in to 2009, which was to me the first big year. Because you look at those first sneakers in 2008, most notably that LeBron 6, currently resells for around $250. And then as we start breaking into 2009, you start seeing these sneakers becoming more popular and more sought after a little bit more of that Christmas theme, more noticeable on court. And back then they didn't have the flexibility of shoes to wear on court. Like we see PJ Tucker end up wearing the LeBron six Stewie Griffins one year for Christmas, which was insane, a classic, super rare sought after shoe, but they always had to stay within that uniform combination. So 2009 LeBron and Kobe are as big as always. And Kobe wears the Kobe 5 Chaos or Joker. And if you don't remember what that looks like, it's going to have the kind of shimmery, shiny purple in the mid with a green swoosh, green outsole, white midsole, red and black laces, with the purple toe box. And that shoe was just something kind of different. You didn't see a whole lot of color combinations like this. And Kobe's really starting to take a stride in 09 here. And that shoe skyrockets. That shoe ends up reselling for $400. We're actually going to see a retro of that coming up a little post-holiday with a pro-tro version, so an updated model. But this one kind of stood out in their Christmas uniforms that year and said, hey, whoa, what's Kobe wearing? Commentators are talking about it. But on the other end, in 2009, you have the LeBron 7, which actually just recently released. So fascinating that these first two big Christmas colorways and styles are the first to retro. And that is the LeBron 7 red and black. LeBron 7 has to be one of my personal favorite LeBrons in the line. 
I love the Air Max. And here we saw the red gradient to the black upper, kind of donning those Christmas colors being the first silhouette to do so. And seeing that red, the black was definitely unique and it stood out with his uniforms at the time. And currently we can see that LeBron 7 reselling for about 250 the original models. Prices went down as the new model was released. That Kobe 5 Chaos currently going for $400 to $500. But 2010 comes along, KD enters the scene, and they've really got a trifecta of athletes to push, all playing on Christmas Day. And the 2010 Christmas Day game is the Mavericks versus the Lakers, which at its peak viewership had about 13 million viewers. And so you can see the market is growing and more people are tuning in. It's becoming more of a tradition for Christmas Day to watch NBA basketball. And so in 2010, you get the LeBron 8. That's red, black, and green. You see the green laces, the red upper, the black midsole with the white speckles and the white swoosh. Definitely stood out with Miami at the time. So you remember the LeBron 8. If you listen to my last podcast on sneakers of the decade, uh, these two models, the LeBron 8 South Beach, and soon the same year, the Kobe 6 Grinch, both made it in the sneakers of the decade. And this LeBron 8 Christmas, another great colorway to a great silhouette. And that currently is going for about 265 to 270 It was just really fun, really more emphasis on the Christmas colorways with the popping of the green laces. Then you have what might be the greatest holiday sneaker of all time in the Kobe 6 Grinch, right? Looks spot on. If you didn't know it was called the Grinch, you'd say, hey, that looks like the Grinch. Bright green. You can see the little snakeskin details kind of glossy and popping. The red laces. The, the Grinch was a sight to behold. And it's prime Christmas Day. 13 million people tuning in. The buzz on social media starting, people trying to purchase the sneaker. And I mean, that thing shot up in prices. And at that time, it was sought after. Now, even more sought after. We actually just saw Travis Scott break them out of the vault, surprisingly enough. But resale on the Kobe 6 Grinch, it's about $900. And in terms of the Kobe 6, might be the best performance sneaker that I played in from the Kobe line when I played. And for me, I just love the Kobe 6 model. I think that's why that price shot up so much. And then you have the young guy. KD steps onto the scene. KD is donning this bright yellow with the blue swoosh. It's kind of that plastic gloss colorway and more of a mid-top. It kind of reminds me of KD's Neighbor, the YouTube series that Nike put on for a while with KD and his uh, faux neighbor, which was super fun. I Love all the old Nike marketing, if you can remember some of those snippets and bits there. The MVP puppets with a LeBron 7 um, and Kobe's MVP puppet. It was just a great time overall. And so from there, you see this trend catch on, right? Now we move on to 2011, where the average viewership of an NBA game was up about 1.3 million from the previous year to 6.3 million average viewership with that 2011 game being Chicago versus LA. So that's prime D-Rose prior to the injuries versus prime Kobe. And 
The other thing to remember about the 2011 game was that was NBA's opening night. There had been the lockout, the summer of madness, people showing up at Rucker and putting up mad points. Um, and it was just kind of a crazy time for the NBA. So when it breaks onto the scene, you have this, these three athletes and other Nike athletes wearing Christmas edition sneakers and being in front of the mass public. And so you see in that time, we get to see LeBron in the nine, and that's going to be that red, white, and green, very similar to the eight, but majorly red with the white swoosh and green laces. Once again, LeBron nine, another one of my top LeBron models, a slew of fantastic colorways coming through there. We also see Kobe in the seven, and that's going to be the cheetah colorway. So if you can remember what this one looks like, it's going to be purple with the cheetah, darker purple cheetah spots, red laces, a volt green on the sole, along with the little ankle brace inserts that they were playing around with a bit. So another advancement on technology from Kobe's very hands-on process. And to see that cheetah print on the shoe with other cheetah print coming in that seven mile line was just fascinating. And seeing it on live TV, Nike really took advantage there. And you can see Kobe's now going for about $300 in that cheetah, along with LeBron going for about $200. But I think to me, the best of that year was going to be the KD4. And that KD4 is going to be that gingerbread colorway or the copper. Kind of C3PO-ish too, if you uh, are interested in Star Wars, which I just saw, which is pretty cool. And uh, this colorway is my favorite. I don't know. It just stuck out to me. It was unique. You didn't see a whole lot of copper. It is that with that black swoosh and sole and the strap over the mid. Um, I remember IDing three or four of these to hoop in. Love to hoop in this shoe, except for the hot spots it gave on my forefoot. But this one just really stuck out at the time. And that's why, to me, it's one of my favorite and kind of just broke out during that day as, you know, the... LeBron is primarily red, the Kobe's green and that or purple, and then you get the copper KD4. And so from there, we move on to 2012. And this is where they start playing around with jerseys a little bit. You kind of get that big NBA color jersey season. And you remember the big Jingle Bell ad where they're shooting and making shots from different distances and it's playing Jingle Bells. And so 2012, Nike's on the big stage here. We have KD versus LeBron, and OKC versus Miami is the main game on Christmas Day. And so LeBron is wearing the LeBron 10, and I feel like I'm a broken record, but LeBron 10, also one of a fantastic model in the line, owned multiple pairs of those. And that was in the shiny, kind of deeper red with the green swoosh, 360 Air Max, green laces, high top. That shoe was powerful. I remember putting those on and just feeling like I controlled the court. It just had that feel, and I just love the comfort with that Air Max. And on the other end, you have KD wearing the KD5, which kind of looked like uh, a Cosby or Coogee sweater, where it was blue and red with kind of hints of green, red laces, the Volt green swoosh with the Air Max in the heel, uh, about a mid to high top. And during that same time, Kobe is wearing the Kobe 8s, the snakeskin or the frost colorway. And those Kobe 8s, there was two of them. So there's the one colorway that was multi-color with the kind of the knit upper 
uh, I'm showing the different snakeskin pattern and Christmas related colors. So there is red, blue, yellow, white, green. But then you also had like the frosted version, which the snakeskin, the scales kind of protruded from the shoe and you could feel the texture with a gold lace lock. Those are might have been considered my favorite, but the LeBron 10, I think is always going to be up there for me. As you can see by that last podcast, once again, I put the what the MVP LeBron 10 into the sneaker of the decade conversation or on that list. And so from 2012, we jump to 2013 again here. This is where they're playing with the sleeve jerseys. And again, Nike's prime time. You have Kobe versus LeBron. And so that's Miami versus LA. And this time we have Kobe donning the Kobe 9, the almost boxing shoe-esque silhouette with the ultra high top after the Achilles surgery, the candy cane sole, so white and red, the black swoosh with the knit upper, the primarily all red sneaker versus LeBron in the 11, which was that mint green with the snowflake patterns, the red laces, that metallic red swoosh with the minty uh, green hits here and there and the red lining. And I think this was a great square off for Nike. You have someone wearing a bold red colorway, someone wearing a bold green colorway. Together you get the colors of Christmas head to head on Christmas Day. And at the same time, you have KD uh, with OKC wearing the KD6. And that one was red with green mixed in, low top, very slim shoe. I remember having the KD6 Black History Month. And to me, the winner of this matchup has to be that. Let me think about this. Realistically, I think I'm going to go with the Kobe 9 just because it was so innovative. I remember working in retail and people asking for the shoe and being so shocked when it came in in person and actually feeling it. And then they cut it down to the low, which was fantastic as well. And so we can see the Kobe 9 reselling for $324, while that LeBron 11 is about $166, and that KD6 is about $144. So one trend you can kind of notice here with the holiday shoes is that the Kobe line is just remaining strong with those resale prices and that legacy behind it. And that continues when we move on to 2014. And that's the LeBron 12, the Kobe 10, the KD7. And the KD7 here was in that eggnog color, a very unique use of that kind of off-white milky color with the white outsole and speckles, then that orangish red heel and the strap over. And then you have the LeBron 12, which might be my least favorite just because it's like this holiday birch type colorway. So it looks like trees in the snow have been put on it with a dark green um, upper. And remember, I have those hex pods in the sole. And I like the LeBron 12 to play in, but it still was kind of a funky feel. Um, but my favorite may be that Kobe 10, the, I believe it was the five rings is what they were calling it where it was that knit upper with the multicolor on the toe, that orange on the inside of the shoe or the inner. And then you had the black on the outside with the gold swoosh, the speckles, super lightweight, super comfortable. Those sold out pretty quick, which was surprising at the time. And I wish I would have been able to grab a pair, but I 
wasn't at that time. And this was kind of the last Kobe Christmas model we saw before they move on to um, the newer Kobe models. But that year, 2014, you have Cleveland versus Miami. So this is the first time LeBron has gone back uh, to play Miami with Cleveland here. And that game got about 10 million viewers. So viewership's still going strong in the NBA at this time. And then you continue to push on and you see the KD8. This is kind of where it starts fizzling out for Nike and their NBA silhouettes. But you get the KD8, the white cement. So it's basically just white with a red swoosh and a cement um, outsole or midsole. And it was all right, nothing crazy. LeBron 13 kind of looked like a shoe for Frozen. It was just white, super high top. Wasn't a huge fan of LeBron 13. Um, just hurt my foot in various ways. And that's kind of where you see them stop doing uh, traditional colors for the holidays is with the LeBron 13, Kobe 10, KD 8 at that time. But you continue to move on and you see LeBron wear LeBron 14, the out of nowheres. Those are sweet. They're kind of the Volt and Gray colorway. And you also saw them wear the next year, the LeBron 15 in the Kith colorway. You know, more of the limited uh, shock drop energy type releases for LeBron. We saw KD wear some various pairs as well. And not to say KD, LeBron, and Kobe were the only ones who were donning sneaker or Christmas themed sneaker colorways. We saw like Kyrie was in there. Um, just starting up the Kyrie Christmas is a is a solid model. The Kyrie one model I did enjoy when it was out. We did get to see in 2012, which may be the greatest year of sneakers in the past decade. We also saw D Wade with his leaning colorways of the Christmas and that kind of reflective silver. We saw Ray Allen wear a red, white, and green 18, and then switch up at halftime to an Air Jordan 20 PE. And so you have to remember in 2012, that's the LeBron 10 and that red and green. You have the uh, Kobe 8, and then we also have the KD 6 or KD 5. And so a real strong showing from Nike that year. Later down the line, you get to see, like I said, more exclusive colorways on court. So you get like the Kyrie 5 concepts, like I alluded to earlier, PJ Tucker wearing the LeBron 6. And you know, since then they've kind of slowed down on the Christmas colorways, but it's been a great time and maybe they're working on bringing them back. I mean, hell, we've seen some retro start coming with the seven uh, from LeBron and the five for Kobe. And maybe they're just waiting for some new athletes to push this on, or maybe they're going to try a new approach. Who knows? Um, but the holiday sneakers are always a fun time. Go ahead and let me know what your holiday sneaker is by reaching out on social. You can find that in the show notes, leaving me a message on Anchor or, you know, simply email me. Uh, I do enjoy the silhouettes and I'm still actively looking for some of them in my size. Who knows if I'll find them. Um, but thank you guys for sticking around this far. If you like to hear about upcoming releases, you can stick around for after the break. Keeping Style can be found on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, and much more. Make sure to like us, favorite, or rate us on your favorite podcast platform, along with following Keeping Stock. That way you can be notified each and every Sunday when a new episode is uploaded and you're in touch for the newest content, potential giveaways, and interviews. So make sure to follow us on your favorite platform. 
Welcome back. And now let's just talk about upcoming sneaker releases real quick. It's kind of a slower time of year for sneakers as the holiday is passing by during this week. So this is the 22nd through the 29th with Christmas being on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. So not a lot of time to, to ship sneakers here. But on the 23rd, we're supposed to see the Adidas Yeezy 700 and the V3 Azale colorway. And it's definitely a more unique shoe. It's a little too chunky for my taste, but it's cool that it does glow in the dark and it definitely has its own vibe from the Yeezy line. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the time. We see the Kobe 5 Pro Tro, the Chaos, as mentioned earlier, or that Joker colorway, which I assume is going to sell out super quick. Uh, a lot of big Kobe fans out there, a lot of Kobe 5 fans, especially in this colorway. So you may have to be on your toes if you're trying to grab that release. We see on the 26th also the KD-12 Amp Pearl, kind of a what they call a what the colorway. So it's a, a mashup of all the other KD-6 Amp or KD Amp Pearls in the past with 5% going to the KYAO Foundation. We also get to see the undefeated Nike Air Max 90s on the 27th. Those come in the white and blue fury, white and solar red, black, blue fury, and kind of a black and hyper pink, along with black and opti yellow. But on the same day, we potentially here see the Nike Dunk Lows, the ray gun, and the tie-dye colorways, which I'm going to try for. I'm trying to become more of a Dunk fan. I remember over time, I wasn't big into you know the limited releases, but I did have various pairs that I did skate in of the dunks. And so maybe it's time to start hopping back in to those. Um, and essentially that's the releases for the end of the year before we get to 2020. Pretty crazy. Um, but I thank you guys so far for listening. I've had a great time producing these four episodes over for this month. I look forward to 2020 and getting some solidified guests doing some more in-depth, you know, maybe more fun episodes going forward. And I thank you guys all for your support. And here I'm going to answer one question I did get about my sneaker of the decade list. And this is from Jerome. He asked, what other awards would you give for the decade? And so I thought about that. And the awards I decided to go with was best silhouette of the decade or new silhouette of the decade, best collab of the decade, best brand of the decade, and best model of the decade. And so the best silhouette I gave to the Adidas Ultra Boost, it went from being super limited to super popular like the Nike Free. It's comfortable. It uh, accomplished what Adidas wanted it to do. Still comes out with dope limited colorways, but there's colorways available for the public. And it helped put Adidas back into the game amongst other silhouettes like the NMDs. Uh, the Nike Roshi was up there as well, but the Ultra Boost was crazy, that arc of that silhouette. The best collab of the decade for me has to go to the 10 Off-White and Nike collab. It just kind of flipped everything on its head. People were going crazy. It brought some energy back into sneakers. It introduced sneakers to the younger culture. You know, the older culture enjoyed them as well. And it was kind of a good meshing moment. It also brought to highlight a lot of the difficulties with sneaker releases and maybe some things will be changed with that. The best brand has to go to Yeezy. Um, brand new brand, Kanye leaves Nike, goes to Adidas and starts crushing it. Puts out the song Yeezy over Jumpman. 
is selling out all the time, multiple models, multiple colorways, try to scale it for the public, scale it back, bringing out new models, the whole nine. And lastly, the model of the decade is going to be the Air Jordan 1. And I think the way I differentiated the silhouette from the model, just because that was new silhouette of the decade and that was the Ultra Boost not seen before, but the model that saw the most collaborations and colorways and just continued to kill it was the Air Jordan 1. I mean, we saw the Fragment, Shattered Backboards, Travis Scott's Off-Whites, uh, the Art Basils, the Nigel Sylvester collab, uh, and tons of other ones I, you know, maybe forgetting off the top of my head, but that shoe just killed it. It's a classic silhouette and it's going to continue to crush it. And Jerome, those are my other awards. Uh, thank you for asking the question. And uh, that's going to be all for it this episode, you guys. I hope you enjoy your holiday. Uh, and I'll catch you next time. 